the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. I'm James Bond. Actually, I'm Mike Rayley. And uh, I saw, I'm sorry, I saw Skyfall last night. <laughs> Bond. Well, folks, for the audience, he looks like Reverend Rayley this morning. <laughs> with a nice dark blue suit on and a wonderful tie and a white shirt. Yeah. Uh, Mario Dell's funeral is today, uh, Uncle Mari, and so we're gonna we're gonna end the show a little uh, early, and uh, at least uh, the regular portion of it. And at ten thirty, we're gonna play the last Tar Heel Gardener, and the reason we're playing that it ties into gardening uh, has John Harris, but it features at the time our uh, WPTF morning team, Mario Dell and Gary Dornberg. And they were the face of the station, so they did the show. The next week, the Weekend Gardener started with Herb Evans and yours truly. So uh, it's a very entertaining half hour. It was the first time the Tar Heel Gardener had ever been a half hour. It was always 15 minutes, 40 years. So we will run that at 1030. And uh, so... We would look look forward to that. Uh, I hope you will. Uh, if you've uh, never heard it, I think I've run it one time at some point. I run a, a bit bit and piece bits and pieces of it uh, here and here and there. Don't remember actually, but I, I think this is this may be the first time we've aired it uh, completely. So uh, Mark Bumgardner is with us in addition to uh, the great Rufus Edmiston. And Mark, thank you for coming over, buddy. Well, thank you for having me. I always enjoy this segment and, and talking on the radio. Uh, Mart is uh, e- extension agent in Orange County and retired uh, colonel in the U.S. Army and ranger and we were uh we were talking about aches and pains <laughs> coming up the stairs this morning and uh mart was talking about then you never finished your story you were talking about uh ranger training and a night jump yeah we we had an airborne operation rufus had mentioned how when you fall on your backside you just sometimes there's some pains and things that you have that you didn't even know you had parts of your body right and i was explaining that uh, we were on a night jump uh, at fort bragg and you've got your alice pack or your 
your pack on the front and your parachute you've got on your back, and then you've got a reserve chute, and then underneath your reserve chute is your, your Alice pack. And you're supposed to lower your, your pack when you get about tree line. Well, it was so dark. Um, I didn't, didn't see the tree lines on the horizon, and the uh, next thing I knew, my knees were up in my throat with my backpack <laughs> or in my face. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, it took me a while to get up from that one. So uh, th- this was this was an area that that had a lot of trees. Oh it, yes, it, there's a lot of pine trees down around, but it was a drop zone. And uh, but you look on the horizon and you watch, and as soon as you see the treetops, you pull the cord and, ah. it, and it lowers your Alice pack down on a, a string so that gotcha. so that you're not landing on your Alice pack. Yeah, and the pack stayed there, and I didn't even. What's lower. in the Alice pack? It's got uh, all your all, all your, your gear. gear. Yep, all yeah. your gear. Uh huh. Correct. How about that? Well, what did they say, Colonel? Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, our old buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough one. <laughs> Race eeps for a loquitur. That's a Latin. <laughs> the thing speaks for itself. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you uh, gentlemen here. Um, but uh, Amanda Wilkins was supposed to be here, but uh, her uh, grandma is, is ailing, and she she had to, to stay with her. And so uh, she's going to be back with us uh, in December, Amanda. Yeah. Have you met oh, Amanda? Oh yeah, she's yeah, my yeah. bud. Yeah, um, she. Uh, she just got back from Scotland. Right. I wanted to hear about that trip, and uh, that was also in Skyfall last night. Uh, <laughs> uh, Glencoe. They were they were filmed a lot of it around there. So, uh, yeah, I shouldn't watch Bond movies. I start doing and, weird uh, things the next day. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. So shooting uh, around corners. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just terrible the, the things I think I think up. But uh, brother Rufus, uh, do you have a nice week, sir? I had had a a, a very lawyer like week. Oh, that sounds I fun. Spoke to a couple groups. I had a uh, the IOPL last night. That's the Institute of Political Leadership. Oh, that's and we you... had a had a couple people that asked. Okay, I, I mentioned the weekend gardener. <coughs> Thank you. And uh, they asked what dial it was on. I said six eighty WPTF. And so, if you're listening, you'll get some extra points from me. Absolutely, as your instructor. Yes. And uh, I'm looking forward to next week because uh, Linda and I go down to Pinehurst and spend four days, which we've been doing for 15 years, and. Uh, if you stay at the Pinehurst Hotel, all you do is rock and stroll. Yeah, and there's rock a and, rock you like the buffet there too, don't I you? I certainly do. <laughs> I can understand that, that. That Thanksgiving Day dinner is enough to just make you. Uh, you got to prepare for it. I've never stayed there at Thanksgiving. I I don't think I, the only place I have ever stayed uh, during a, a Christmas or Thanksgiving. That was that was not at home was in Innsbruck, Austria. <laughs> oh my! We we just it was uh, just uh, the way the trip turned out that we were going to take. Uh, I don't know, twenty years ago, yeah, almost twenty. Well, years was ago. it fun? It was fabulous, except uh, we were eating we were eating goose and stuff like that. So Edelweiss, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> boiled Edelweiss. What? I'm just making that up. Oh, boy. Oh, we, <laughs> there were some boiled eggs. It, it was a lot of a lot of cold cuts, a lot of cold cuts for mm. breakfast and every other meal. 
<laughs> but it was snow. There's snowing and snow all over Beautiful. the place. Snow on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was perfect. This was at this was uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Yeah, it was uh, out of this world. I mean, it was it was kind of dream world type stuff. Looking out at the Alps and but do you uh, ski? I do not. I do not ski. I have some wife, some Opry semblance skis. of, of you know what uh, sanity. Right? Opry ski? No. <laughs> I had to ask she myself. screams all the way down. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, uh, she sits in the hot tub or in the uh, oh yeah. oh yeah <laughs> and yeah. has the hot toddies and stuff. Well, I think that's that's uh, my my uh, regimen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. Uh, uh, never done that before. Yeah, well, it's it's phenomenal. Um, when I was stationed in Germany, one of the things that they we always did every year was either go to the go to the Oktoberfest was part, and then we'd go snow skiing at some point, take a, a troop trip to the uh, to the Alps and go snow skiing. It was yeah. phenomenal. Beautiful, beautiful part of the world. It really certainly is. is. Yeah. All right, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. By the way, thank you for the persimmon. Oh, yes, yes. I'm nice glad. big orange persimmon. Yeah, there are Asian persimmons. This one's one of the more astringent varieties. I brought uh, um, my well, This is a very Rufus. astringent show. <laughs> <laughs> very toxic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you have to let it let it ripen up really well. Um, How so do you know it's ripe? Well, it will actually turn a different color. It'll get a little bit darker. Huh. Um, and it'll soften up so that when you when you uh, massage it a little bit, it'll feel really nice. That's what I'll do. The, the persimmon will love every it. day is massage <laughs> the pers- the persimmons uh, and uh, and wait for it to change color, and then oh, it's delicious. You, it, it's seedless, so uh, so you eat it like an apple you or do, a, you do you or can, a tomato, I guess. Correct. It's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, our, our really friend Phil has a beautiful little tree out there, just full of them. Yeah. About the size mm-hmm. of the one you gave me. A and it's bit. amazing yeah. how strong the bond is where that, that cap is on the persimmon. To, to cut it, you literally have to cut it off the tree. It's so tight, tightly mm. bound, wow. bound to it. Where's the, where's the tree it fills? I didn't right in her, beside her home. Oh, okay. It's a tiny thing. I'll about, have to go, about, uh, go check that out. Eight feet tall, and, and there are all these little orange, not little, the size of a tennis ball in there. Oh, how about uh, that? I was checking out her uh, beautiful camellias. Uh, again, they're they're probably 50, 60 years old. And uh, again, uh, Mike, you've seen mine. It's just all I over the place. This has been the best year for Sasanko camellias I think I've ever had. And I I find that hard to believe with, with the lack of rain we've had. Yeah. Maybe they're strutting their stuff because. I don't know. I think a lot of things. Uh, I was I was remarking to Mart that uh, the persimmons, and I've talked about this on the show before, the, the little persimmons tree outside and the parking lot is was just covered. It still has some on it. The, the regular small the American, ones, American, American, mm-hmm. and, but they were all over the ground. I mean, you just mm-hmm. it's just. Well, usually what you see is where possums and and. Raccoons, they just skunks, absolutely skunks. skunks oh yeah, lot, skunks yeah. and deer just absolutely love. Them. Never seen a skunk around here. Yeah, I've, I've got seen them in the mountains. I got a resident skunk. Do you? The bog has got a, a groundhog, which somebody said the other day. I saw a beaver in your road coming in. I said I doubt that. 
there's there's no no kind of water around there. I've never heard of a beaver being where there wasn't water. And it's a groundhog and got a, it's got a little buddy. <laughs> got a fox in there. Uh, <laughs> sounds like sounds like wind in the willows over there, Rufus. Oh, you got to write a book. Just about it, yes. <laughs> and then and I saw uh, this the only skunk I've ever seen in this part of the world. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess skunks grow here, don't oh, they? Oh, yes, yes. I mean, you smell them, and you see them on the side of the road where they're sleeping in the yeah. rain. <laughs> well, I know there's one at home. How about that? Never, he or never she seen one. lets it be known they're there occasionally. Hmm. All right, well, how about that? Not and my deer, neighborhood. And the deer coming through to feed off of my neighbor's wonderfully provided cracked corn. <laughs> and I like that because they... They don't have to come try to jump the fence at home. They know they can go right on over to Marie's house and get their, their corn. Oh, that, that's right. They're that protein, so they stay off your flowers. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm. Now, rabbits are a different matter, but <clears throat> some people have the worst problem with rabbits. Uh, I never did because of Jasper, and, and we're, we're looking toward getting a new dog. Get to go to the SPCA and... Find that we, we want an older dog this time because sure I don't need to be training a young pup and, and a lot of times folks don't want the older dogs in pounds so I want just a sweet little old lady that'll love her daddy to death <laughs> I can imagine I can imagine that maybe too. maybe buy one that's already trained Rufus. <laughs> Well, we're, we're hoping to get one at the, at the pound that way. Yeah, well, I'm, that's you, you just never know what you're going to find. Well, those, if it's a grown dog and not trained, I don't want it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they, they just there's so many wonderful dogs at the pounds here, and they they take such good care of them. And um, so, yeah, that's uh, give give one a good home. I do have a question about you were talking about your camellias. What kind of pollinators pollinate camellias? Is it bumblebees, or what kind of bees do you see on? Well, I, I see mainly uh, uh, honeybees. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's so many different types of bees out there. Oh if you gosh, talk to yes. Helen Yost, I mean, they're just incredible, yeah. the the number of different types of bees. So it could be. But I, I see a lot of bumblebees uh, and, and honeybees. Well, I, I'll tell you a trick that I do whenever I look for new plants and – I'm usually looking for natives, but I'll go to the uh, to the nursery and I'll see what kind of insects are actually flying on the plants. Uh-huh. And there was the mountain mint is a is a prime example. I saw the most interesting looking wasp uh, on a mountain mint. It was black and real shiny, and I said, "Wow, look at that!" That and, plants for me. Yeah, absolutely, and that's exactly what I do. Is I'll buy that and I'll I'll put that in, stick that in. Uh, a garden somewhere, either at the house or mm-hmm. or one of our demonstration gardens at the office, or you know, I'll find a find a lovely place for it so that I can watch it. And specifically, the mountain men, I put it right outside my window at the office because I just absolutely love watching the pollinators. Well, now the the real tea olive, and what's the name, Mike? The the camellia, fragrant osmanthus. osmanthus no, yes. no, no, no. Uh, the camellia that is. Tea leaf. Uh, oh, oh, the, there's a white one. Yeah, yeah, it has the smaller blooms. Oh, the oh, the the uh, camellia sinensis. sinensis. Sinensis, yes, okay. Now that I, I have observed, it has every kind of pollinator 
by the hundreds. Yeah, they're still they're blooming bloom. right now. Yeah. It's a great a great little plant. Uh Melissa, my wife, saw uh, was down in Charleston visiting with some friends and in the last couple of weeks and they they went to a, a tea farm down there. And oh, they're, yes. they're the Camellia sinensis is, is is zillions of them down there. That's what they harvest them from. Yeah. Well, this is a plant that was there when I was a mature plant when I moved there in 1978. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and well, healthier and healthier. Yeah, and they, they're they're a little bit different looking. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, as men- Roof has mentioned, the, the flowers are smaller, mm-hmm. but the leaves are smaller too. Now, I understand that they make tea out of that. Yes, well, you've got to again. You've got to come to Chapel Hill to the Camellia Forest. They've got a tea house there, and they're they've got uh, you know the the sinensis, um, Camellia sinensis there as well. And they do a flip and they open up the the um, nursery a couple times uh, to have uh, tea parties. That's on my list. I've yeah. never been to that. And of course, my favorite shrub is Camellia. Right. So that's on my list. Yeah. You got to you got to pastor me to do that. Okay, all right. Well, I will. I, well, maybe I we'll will take a road you. trip sometime. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll go. Uh, we'll go to Merritt's and uh, eat a sandwich. There, and there you go. Yeah, one of the Edmiston Rayleigh Friday road trips. Okay, yeah. that sounds like yeah, a, that sounds like, like a really good one. All right, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Uh, Richard is with us, and uh, Richard, before I say hello, our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited and Raleigh and Kerry have a tidy little new seed cylinder along with 20 pounds of no-mess seed that you can win this month. All you have to do is go to the contest tab at WPTF.com and register, and we'll, uh, we'll mention that throughout the show. Very nice. Thanks to our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited. Richard, good morning to you, sir. Uh, good morning. Uh, uh, well, I've got a, a, a couple of things to go over about the seasons. Well, number one, uh, I know I, I'm calling it a bit late for Halloween, but uh, why is it bad luck to drink on Halloween? <sighs> I'm not much of a drinker. I wouldn't wouldn't know that, I don't think. You uh, could be labeled a boozer. i like that richard (laughs) i I know some people who can use that uh okay that's that's tolerable okay and uh, i was doing some reading and uh the other day and uh regarding seasons and in japan there are 72 seasons so i thought well gee if Vivaldi would have known that. He could have had 68 more commissions. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's also uh, cultural. So, uh, Yeah, intellectual, cultural. That's yeah. that's good. We need that on this show. But I, I love the four seasons. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Well, I'm I sure like, Rufus does. I like Heinz 57 Seasoner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting too that, well, that, that the Japanese had the seventy-two seasons. So when I was in Moorhead, I went to the Chinese restaurant and asked them, "Well, since you and Japan have uh, Buddhism in common, do you also have seventy-two seasons?" And the uh, young lady said, "Yes, my grandmother told me about that." <laughs> oh, now it's coming in yeah. <laughs> deep. This stuff is really deep. In in, in landscape. 
<laughs> not just four seasons. Um, consistently talk about what plants are coming in at what times uh, weekly. And well, what I want to know, Richard, is if they've got seventy-two seasons, how many time zones do they have? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, the equation of time would be uh, fifteen degrees per hour, so uh, three hundred and sixty. I think it's twelve. See there, there, there's your engineer for you. Somebody just turned the radio on and said, what are these people talking about? <laughs> and then uh, uh, oh, another uh, seasonal music, uh, George Winston. Uh, they're in a Wyndham Hill label. It's uh, Wyndham Hill is more of the twinkle ding-dong format. Uh-huh. But, uh, and uh, anyway, uh, what one thing... Not to say at Thanksgiving dinner. What would you not say at Thanksgiving dinner? Well, our our neighbor next door, uh, had, her daughter had showed up <laughs> and shown up, and she had spent hours working on something. And at the tasting, the daughter says, "Well, Mama, that's that's almost as good as the package." <laughs> Almost as good. Not a good thing to say. Uh, Friends and influence enemies. That's right. (laughs) But uh, so, uh, are are y'all going to be at the farmers market on the uh, ninth ninth of December? We'll be at Campbell Road Nursery on the second of December. Second, uh, second. Okay, Campbell Road. Yeah. Oh, it's a great place to go. Yeah, it'd be an open house too. Uh, There'd be a food uh, food truck there. (laughs) Oh, great! Well, that's good bait. Yeah. People are easily baited. Well, there's food. Food. That's all you need. That's all you want. Somebody to come to something. Food. Yeah. Yeah. Feed them, and they will come. Mm -hmm. Well, on the first hour, I will only be able to come the first hour, Mike, of the farmers market because I'm addressing the council of state governments which is a gathering from all over the country, and they want to know some secrets of Watergate. And so oh. I've, I've got to be real prepared. Where is that going to be? That's going to be here, here in Raleigh at the uh, Civic Center. It's a uh, oh, okay. great honor to have, have those folks from all over the country here. And, yeah, absolutely. And I I guess they've run out of speakers. No, I don't <laughs> think so. I, well, I appreciate you allowing us to, to be your, your – uh, compadre for an hour I mean, I, I, you you sure you well i'm not sure that that's not really when all the good stuff comes in like the the honey buns and the... well I know well that, i but... know you you tend to to go walk about too <laughs> oh yeah I, I love my walk about at the farmer's market yeah so i don't know you'll have to you'll have to come back later in the day I well, suppose. last time we were there i, I remember i got some some <clears> beard <throat> butter and i've been really really appreciate that <laughs> Beard butter. Yeah, beard butter. Oh, my. Oh, Remember? that's right. Somebody gave us yeah, some. They yeah, did. that's right. They gave yeah. us a little sample. I used some on toast the next morning, but it just <laughs> it just didn't have... The same effect. Yeah. So, uh, Richard, thank you so much, my friend. Anything else? We're about out of time for this half hour. All right. Well, that's about it for today. All right. <laughs> thank Richard, you, sir. Let's Richard, go out and survey something. Richard, I appreciate those pictures you sent me of those... You got about 10 her- seconds. ...heritage here. plants. Yeah. With With that, we're out of time, Richard. (laughs) We'll be back. 
Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF with the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here, along with Rufus Edmonston and Mart Bumgardner, who is uh, extension agent in Orange County for uh, horticulture. Y'all have uh, lots of things going on over there, uh, but you have a, a special garden that you're developing. We do. We've got uh, our last master gardener class. Their their task was to develop five specific gardens around uh, our building. We've recently moved into the building about uh, two and a half years ago, and the task was to develop these uh, a plan. And we've actually come up and started planting these gardens. But uh, of course, like any any project, there's never money to be able to to be had. There's no budget for it. Um, and so they planned to have all this beautiful work done um, and with no money. And so we're, we've actually uh, began planning and we've gone out and we're asking for donations for people to help fund. So you can actually go on our website and look at the Bonnie B. Davis Demonstration Gardens. Uh, there's a letter and then there's links in there for, for donations if you're interested. And we're looking for things like even even garden tools and garden hoses and, you know, for irrigation. And uh, people can donate plants or they can donate uh, money. And uh, these, our demonstration gardens are, people for, are for the people to come and look and learn about gardening. Uh, we have uh, an edibles garden, a year-round edibles garden that has been planted. It's uh, right now we've got... Um, uh, I'm trying to remember uh, collard greens in it, and we've got radishes and a mm, mm. little bit of lettuce and coal crops are in there. And we've got uh, muscadines, and we've got um, blackberries, we've got blueberries, we've got these uh, Asian persimmons uh, in there that uh, we just recently harvested. Um, we've got a, a there's a, a design element around our sign, and that group was called Design. <laughs> a play on words and the intent was to be able to create a garden that has a low profile low growing plant so that you could actually still see the sign from approaching either the east or the west you'd still be able to see see the sign right um there was a, a garden a slope garden because many people have slopes in their yard and don't know really how to to tackle that or to to plant that and so we have a slope there we have uh, uh, container gardens where individuals may not have property to be able to plant a garden. And so um, we we show different ideas on how to plant in containers, uh, whether it be vegetables or whether it be herbs or whether it be uh, flowers. Uh, uh, we have, a, uh, there's kind of an, an art design, um, you know, where you want to show, have a showy plant, uh, a thriller, and then you have something that spills over, a spiller, and then a filler. A filler is uh, something that, that covers the, the bare spots. But anyway, container gardening. And then we have an NC native plants garden where we put in uh, only natives into that area. And it's, it's designed because native plants are, are more accustomed to the area. They need less water uh, and they're more resilient. So more sustainable gardening. And so uh, those are the, the gardens that we have around, and uh, we'd love for, and a pollinator garden, of course. Uh, as you approach the building, um, we put in a lot of uh, milkweed this past year. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, climbing asters. 
Uh, we've got the uh, ornamental corbel honeysuckle, a climbing honeysuckle, but we're looking for a trellis system right now. Uh, we obviously don't have the money to be able to buy a trellis system, so they're just kind of propped up against the wall right now, and hopefully <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, uh, we'll get a trellis system in the near future. Well, Mark, let me give you a little hint. A lot of folks uh, are like me. They like an address. Okay. Why don't you give an address so that people can mail a contribution to this very worthy cause? Excellent idea. Okay. I'll get be your happy to. get your pens and paper ready. <laughs> okay. For uh, for Mart, uh, is there address on the website too? There is. There certainly is. But uh, our mailing address it's a PO box, so it's real important that you put um, NC Cooperative Extension. Uh, on as the main header, and then attention, Mart Bumgarner. That's me. Yeah. Um, and and then the PO box is PO box eight one eight one, and that's Hillsboro, North Carolina, two seven two seven eight. Eighty one eighty one Highway eighty one eighty one eighty one. That's right. <laughs> and so you know we're we will be happy to to uh, to to take a donation of of plants or uh, of money or. Uh, equipment we're we're just in all of of just the uh um the possibility of of getting these gardens planted yeah and body b davis worked at the extension service for many years yeah she was there for over 30 years uh, uh this is the only building her the building was named after body b davis and so our gardens are called body b davis demonstration gardens so if you write a check in the lower, in the memo line, if you'll just put Bonnie B. Davis uh, Demonstration Gardens, um, just so that the... Um, How do you spell Bonnie? Bonnie, B-O-N-N-I-E. Bonnie, okay, Bonnie? you're saying Bonnie. Bonnie, okay. Bonnie Blue, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bonnie B. Davis uh, Demonstration Gardens, or you could put BBD, BBD yeah. Demo uh, Gardens, and then um, so that we'll know what you want to use that money for. And... Uh, like I said, we're we're just we recently have built uh, some raised beds. We recently built a compost bin, um, and so uh, we've put grape trellises in, and we've put in blackberry trellises. And so you can so the, the demonstration of can homeowners can understand how to build things. They can actually see it on the ground, and that's what it's all about: is uh, learning by doing. Mm-hmm. So, excellent. All right, uh, wonderful cause. Uh, you were talking about slopes, and uh, there, I've talked many times about the uh, the prettiest slope I have seen is is uh, just off of Glen, Glenwood and Creedmoor, uh, where the uh, Embassy Suites is. It's uh, I'm sure they had it done. It's part of their property, but that uh, especially when it was when it was first planted. They had all kinds of. Uh, they had uh, brightly colored um, camellias and and uh, you know everything miniature mm, um, right. abelias, bright yellow uh, abelias, and they were using black mulch wow. along that. But it was and uh, they had uh, uh, three or four um, small crepe myrtle trees, and it has turned out very very nicely. It is it is packed solid now but it was really really interesting looking when they first planted it and i i was fascinated with it and i've just kind of watched it it grow but there are a lot of things that i was amazed at, at all the things that they used 
the plant. Oh, just the different textures and uh, colors and different uh, seasonal yeah. interest and leaf colors and height. Right. And, you know, it's it's phenomenal whenever you start looking at a landscaping plan on uh, how you want to incorporate different elements yeah we don't have to use just blue rug juniper or oh, something no. like that <laughs> i mean that's what people that's traditionally right. used, used. To be. That's, yeah, yeah we don't have to do that uh, back in college uh before i went through went into the military um we typically would put in hundreds of blue of blue rug mm. and sergeant's junipers and yeah just and, and that's kind of was a plan Blah. of choice but but with jc ralston arboretum you know you can go out there and and take your pen and paper and take pictures and, you know, the labels. That, I mean, that's really what we'd like to get to at Bonnie B is to be able to have the, our, all of our plants labeled. And, and people can use that as uh, take pictures and see what those mm-hmm. uh, might be that they want to use in their landscape. Wonderful. Uh, also, something we need to talk about, uh, and our producer Jason also mentioned this, uh, about the uh, – the go- the federal government has now changed our growing uh, oh, the plant hardiness hardiness yes. yeah plant hardiness zone yes. November the fifteenth so we're talking the midweek uh, they published the first or they they published the 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 last uh, plant hardiness zone and we have moved from a seven A to us to an eight A uh, so we've changed hardiness zones. And that uh, that covers Raleigh. Oh yes, and uh, Orange County. Orange County. Yes, and all, part. And I think it goes all the way up into person. I actually have wow. it on my, my list. Um, it's just right on the edge of Virginia's where it changes back to to seven B, which is uh, half a. It's half a. Uh, a split, I guess. Each hardiness zone is divided in increments of 10 degrees, mm-hmm. and then each one is subdivided into A and B uh, by 5 degrees. Now you're talking like Richard. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's right. So, um, but uh, it covers all continental United States. It, co- uh, it also includes Alaska and Hawaii, um, Puerto Rico, uh there is absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm not talking about the the hardiness zone. I'm talking about the the map itself. The, yeah. The plants hardiness right. zone. Right. Yeah. Yes. I'll have to have to take a look at that. So uh, we we found we were we were getting close. Now Wilmington uh, has traditionally been in in zone eight, and I suppose Fayetteville uh, places down east. But yeah. uh, you know, didn't didn't know it was going to really and truly make it to Raleigh, but uh, it's made it to Raleigh and beyond. Yes, it, the, the all of Wake County is is now uh, eight. Hmm. Well, how has that impacted the mountains, say, around Boone? Because I don't want Cousin Della to try to uh, think she can leave her dahlia bulbs in the ground. <laughs> are, are they a six? Uh, it looks like they're a seven. They're now a seven. Wow. That's quite a difference, Rufus, because oh, we were a seven. Yeah. Yeah, let me see if I can reconnect to to get to, to this. I, I know about this time, Mama would always be digging up her dahlia bulbs or roots. <laughs> but um, one of the things that uh, the way they explain it is they've got much better accuracy, and it's over the last 30 years. Yeah. Is is when the last time they did it, uh, they they had a different map. Um, 
the number of stations that they identified went from about 7,000 to roughly 13,000 different uh, data points across the country. Um, and because of that, they've got much more accuracy. And uh, so it's, it's a, if I can remember how they, they worded it, it's, it's about the, uh, Tom Packard, a, a master gardener from Wake County is the one who, who turned me on to this. And uh, he came to our master gardener general meeting a couple years ago and talked to us about his studies about the heart plant hardiness zone. And he sent me an email just yesterday and said, Hey, check this out. <laughs> and so I started looking at it. I sent, sent a note to all my master gardeners and some of his work that he had, had uh, done his, his studies. But um, he said, one of the things you just need to be careful of uh, is that just because you've changed hardiness zone doesn't necessarily equate to to climate change. It says it's a, it's an average high. I'm sorry, it's an average low temperature is is what it's based on uh, for a period of time. So um, anyway, um, how so about that? See if I can find uh, what this. Uh, um, little bit more details if I can get this this map to load for me so we can get um we can plant more varieties of palm trees yes we certainly can <laughs> oh, that's no kidding and the the plants that would normally uh would be less tolerant uh I've for example for example I bought this plant called uh, abulon it's mm -hmm. in the mallow family um and I saw it when I was in Florida and I said, oh, my God, look at this. This is a beautiful, beautiful plant. It's uh, red vein maple uh, is another is the common name for it. But it looked like Japanese lanterns. Yeah. Um, and so I was really hoping to be able to, to put it outside because you can plant mallow around here. Yeah. Um, and it freezes down to the ground, and then it comes back every year. So I was really kind of hoping that this plant would do that. But I think it's it's more probably a nine a zone nine as opposed to to an eight, and so uh, I'm hoping uh, maybe I can protect it and try to plant it outside. If I can do that, um, be a good test. It certainly would. Mm -hmm. It certainly would. But just because it's uh, it's changed, that mean I won't freeze freeze it all the way to the ground. <laughs> Well, there are all kinds of possibilities. So if you're interested in, in looking at the new zone map, if you if you Google uh, 2023 USDA plant hardiness zone map, you can pull that guy up and take a look at it and see where you live. Um, they've added a lot more functionality to their website. For example, you at the very top, you can put in your zip code and it will tell you exactly what your zone is. Um yeah, it looks like a, a good chunk of North Carolina is in Zone 8. It is. So Right now. So, see, yeah. Rufus, I'm just trying to show Rufus the map. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, haven't yeah. Got, we haven't gotten where I understand a thing yet. Now we're, <laughs> now we're getting to North Carolina. And, the, and then look the, like the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> And then it just and, says, and then it says can't open this page. <laughs> I think it's something more we, about my internet connection. We are teaching a, a very worthy class. <laughs> uh, 
you have a <laughs> Professor very, Edmonston. You have a very uh, ignorant technological. <laughs> Student here. <laughs> well, we'll I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll work on this and take take a little break. Take a little break and have some milk and cookies. And we'll be back with more of the Weekend Gardener on WPTF. It's 8.53. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Almost started talking before I was supposed to. I'm sorry about that. It's uh, 8.58. You know, uh, each season brings a different challenge for the health and safety of your car. A King's Auto Service really believes in being proactive. I'm sure your doctor would like you to be proactive, go in for checkups and do what you're supposed to do. The same thing with uh, your auto mechanic like King's. Uh, be proactive about maintenance for your car and the effects of uh, the coming colder weather. I'm sure it's going to get here eventually. It's now time to get belts, hoses, fluid levels checked along with antifreeze protection levels. Tread depth on your tires is important year-round for uh, maximum handling and control of your vehicle and also important for winter weather conditions, certainly. Let Kings help you with this important checklist, and uh, there's quite a checklist when it comes to your car. Also, if you have a hybrid vehicle, they have certified hybrid technicians at Kings. They're ready to diagnose and make available options for high-voltage battery pack replacement for less than the dealer will charge for a replacement. This may occur around 150,000 miles or more. Call Kings today to... Well, call them on Monday. It'll be easier. Call them on Monday for a free courtesy battery analysis. And a lot of other things. Make an appointment. King's Auto Service, easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. 